Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the NXT 2.0 review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also. <laughs> As well as pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidrick, Michael Hamlet, enjoying a well-earned week off uh, to review last night's NXT 2.0. It's it's getting to the point now where anyone new listening is just going to be like, was that English? He was talking there. I'll just love to watch an artist extemporaneously perform in the moment. Instincts, you know, you had a different key change, you know. It's introduction jazz. It's, it's like crowd psychology and it's like, yeah, who would have thought? Right. That doing the one and a half around in the same voice is one sort of thing. Homogenous being. It's so good. It's the voices you don't hear. That's the Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> Mr. The Jazz Man. Uh right, what did you make of uh, last night's show? Much, the, mate. the go home show ahead of Oh, what was it? Woot! Cloud. This is a game we usually play. Oh, hang on. It's time to play the game! Dude, where's my tits? Where's my cack? Where's my pussy juice? Where's my humping? Where's my jacking off? Like, it's dead. NXT 2.0 is impotent. It was pretty bland this, this week's episode. Like, there was flashes of, you know, was anyone of these guys were on it. Oh, God, don't get me started on that. It's the exact kind of thing that gets its arse licked, right? But I thought the actual framing of those segments was absurd to mm. begin with, and then they got more and more and more and more absurd throughout the night, but we'll tackle that when it comes to it. Look, um, the matches were boring. There was no perverse enjoyment to be had. No. This is NXT black and gold under a different color scheme. No Tiffany Stratton, no Tony D. Exactly, that's what's bloody missing. Yeah. That's scary, that. I told you, there was a premonition yeah. foretold by Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Live about the dreary future, a dystopian future, if you like, facing us in NXT 2.0. <laughs> and now it's going to be NXT Black and Gold. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Jesus Christ, show was absolutely nothing. And there was honestly, uh, I did a stupid thing and got 
excited about something I made up about WWE in my head, and my God, was the answer to that a resounding no. But we'll get to that as well. <laughs> Unwrapping the presents on Christmas Day to reveal... Axiom. A comic book. Yeah. We'll get Seth to that. Seth Rollins is classic. Uh, we'll get on it. Uh, so the show opened with one of the stars of the show now, Grayson Bloody Grayson Waller. Grayson Bloody Waller, what a guy. Uh, so he goes down to the ring and... Rather than opening the, the show of the match, he's going to cut a promo. But, of course, Apollo Crews can see into the future, so he interrupts him before he can do that. Can they all see into the future? Because they all interrupt promos. Are all wrestlers prescient? <laughs> I wish some of them were. Um, so, yes, uh, Grayson Waller, he's still got a bit about him, obviously, despite, like you say, these changes that are clearly being made because he's just a, he's got a cocky git with a really punchable face, as you pointed yeah, out. He's awesome. He's the best. Um, best thing on the show. He's really proud of himself for the most for the slightest edge that he gets on his opponent. Doesn't have to knock him down. Doesn't have to pin him. Just slightly annoy them, and he's he's done his job basically. Um, to which Apollo Cruz responds by smashing his head into the turnbuckle several times uh, and giving Waller a nice high backdrop uh, drop kick as well. From Cruz follows. Um, I love Apollo Cruz delayed vertical suplex for some reason. Just they seem to be up there for an age, um, but. As Cruz is dominating for the most part, there's an inadvertent eye poke that takes us to a break. I think he was trying to do like a leapfrog spot or something. And Grayson Waller accidentally pokes Apollo Cruz in the eye. When we come back, Wall is in control as a result of that. Cruz fights back, a slingshot sent on. Um, subsequent to that, Waller feeds into a series of lariats, stinger splash from Cruz, uh, blockbuster off the middle rope for a near fall. Waller's just all over the place at this point, uh, but he escapes a military press and and, and uh, drags Cruz onto the top or off the top rope, I should say, cut, you know, cutting him off there. Um, and he jumps into the ring to set up that mint dive into the ring, jump up, pop up, cut a finisher thing of his. But Cruz can see into the future. But what's one way you can make sure someone can't see into the future? Make sure they can't see. So as he goes to the pop, surely cutter, it's not within within his eyes. He, Pokes him in the eye, hits him with the cutter, one, two, three. Absolutely pathetic. Like, I was really quite looking forward to this, genuinely, earnestly, because I thought the, um, the, the the face-to-face confrontation on the talk show last week was really strong. Apollo Crews came off as a cool guy, a cool WWE baby face. Grayson Waller was just literally begging for his face to get punched, and considering you saw it twice, it just doubled the fun of that anticipation. The story of the match unfolded, as I predicted yesterday on the preview, where Grayson Waller did loads of great cocky athletic stuff and Apollo Crews was like well you know I'm actually better than that than you <laughs> great storytelling and then this eye stuff pissed me off to goddamn high heaven they overthought the most basic of story beats right and the story beat itself was incredibly stupid there was so much confusion surrounding the intent here right just have the heel cheat like just have him cheat it was like oh did he mean to do that or what's going on We'll find out, I guess, when we return from commercial. And the commentators were selling this as, what, what happened here? Well, make it obvious. Get the heat. Keep it simple, stupid. It's NXT. What are you reaching for here? Don't be too ambitious. Don't, like, try and overcomplicate things. Because they were very much selling it. Maybe I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning. <laughs> so maybe I was just confused naturally in my resting state. But it really felt like it could have been so much cleaner. Yeah, the guy it, poked him in the eye. I watched what it, it was a an eye break. Yeah, the referee did not see it, but they sold it as if, "Oh, did he really mean to do that?" Well, of course he did. He's a fucking heel, and then they did it again. The idea that, right, if such a thing exists, right, the ability to see into the future, right, 
right? Surely it's not like this power. <laughs> Fucking what the fuck am I talking about, man? <laughs> if it's real, right? And there are sci-fi things happening on your wrestling show, which is meant to be real. Why aren't the authorities looking at this? Hang on. This has never happened once in planet Earth. Maybe we should study this man and see yeah. what's happening, right? But they the don't. They don't. It's fake. It's bull. It's bull crap. I'm trying to make sense of this, man. Wouldn't it happen to your brain? Yeah. Not your actual physical eyeball? I did watch this and think, see, that's where Tom Cruise went wrong in Minority Report. What he should have done is gone down to the precogs and poked him in the eye. Yes. Then, I know... I'm not going to spoil what the twist is in Minority Report, but maybe you didn't do it. I think it's to do with the brain. Yes. It's like a power of the brain, not an actual... Or at least something that's like not physically on you if it's not the brain. It's just like an aura of something. Yeah, some kind of magic. It's not located in your eyeballs. It's, it's like not how, like... How easy would like that be? Like when you put contacts in. <laughs> it's not like, I'll just put my scene to the future contacts in now. Bloop. Oh, I can tell you what's going to happen in the match tonight. Yeah. <laughs> what a load of absolute bollocks. And they ruined literally the one good thing they had going on last week's show. I did say this, though. I said, that, well, we, we talked about this from the moment it happened, but we, we hammered it home on yesterday's preview. Like, they have painted themselves into a corner and they don't know how to get out of this now with this follow crew stuff. I saw it now. He's damaged his retinas. Well, yeah. But it was just like, it was initially like, what is this? Is this... Like, is this him... Because initially, you you could have argued it's him visualising what he wants to do. Like, the diner scene, the first time we saw him, visualising what he's going to do. Fantasy. And then going and doing it. And then it morphed, yeah, into, oh, no, he just sees five minutes into the future or something. But they haven't even established what the time period... Because then there was the, the thing about the, the green light and the Creed brothers that was... Remember that? Mm. So, uh, it's... Like you say, it was them trying to get out with like a, ah, it's all well and good scenes in the future until you get poked in the eye. But I just thought... What is this? I just this, thought... This is rubbish. I just thought to use a Michael Sidgwick uh, catchphrase. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, what did salvage this uh, initial start to the show was a phenomenal video package on Miko Satamora. She's quite good, isn't she? Oh, my God. Uh, she, narrated a, oh my God. she narrated a journey in pro wrestling, WCW, late 90s, uh, and she warns her opponents in the triple threat at Worlds Collide that they will not defeat the final boss. And then we cut backstage to the Diamond Mine Dojo and the Cree brothers are warming up. Damon Kemp's there. And in comes Paul... I feel a bit sorry for him now. Poor Roddy Strong goes, look, guys, I know you were inches away from kicking me out of the group, but I've got security footage that I want to show you. And they're like, piss off, Roddy. We've got a match tonight we've got to prepare for. I don't want to hear about it. He goes off in a huff. Uh, Damon Kemp goes, yeah, I don't trust him either, to be honest now, boys. didn't say that, though, did he? What did he say? You know what he said? Right. You know what Damon Kemp said to his two mates? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't believe Roderick Strong either. Do you know who it is? You don't have to say his full name. That's for my benefit because I'm an idiot, according to them. Yeah, I don't believe Roderick Strong either. At pronouns, pal. Pro, like, I, I know who it is. I thought these were all... Qu I thought Papa H had got rid of all of this. No one talks like that stuff. No. What was the Tamina one? Even if they called him Roddy. I know who it is. Oh, it was... Hello, Darren Young. <laughs> hello, Darren Young. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe Roderick Strong either. 
I, I know who it is. Yeah, it's a very. I, I've been watching this for. I've been watching Roderick anyone Strong. Who's the most recognisable. It's Roderick Strong. I've been watching Roderick Strong in WWE. Right, even if I didn't watch him in ROH or PWG, he was great in PWG. By the way, as a heel, I've been watching it for five years, and like maybe right. Well, what if? Come on, Sidgwick. What if there's a new viewer who doesn't know it is right? Call him Roddy still. Yeah. And if there was a new viewer, they probably switched off when they saw the eye bollocks in the first segment. Yeah. And even back in the day when I'd tune in and they'd say, all right, that's right, well, not Steve, because they'd be able to think of Austin. But, all right, that's right, Jeff. And you'd go, like, oh, who's Jeff? It doesn't take, like, I, know, I, know. I get it. People go sometimes, well, on AEW, you know, you have to know an encyclopedia of knowledge about the history of all this. Well, there's a line in between that where you go, if people don't know it, but they're intrigued by this storyline, they'll go and find out who it is. I don't think you should whack that guy, Tony Soprano. I think as much as you want to do it, it would actually create more problems for the family down the line. Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano. My God damn it. Imagine, right? Oh, um, yeah, this uh, TV show, right, it's called Sopranos. Great first episode, right? Um, but I don't know his last name, so I'm lost. I'm not going to watch this. I- I'm lost already. Oh, I can't keep up with this. I don't even know his surname. Like, Papa H gets his arse licked. And it just drives us insane. Anyway. Yeah, honestly, it's, I'm, I need to get over this. Yeah. People enjoying things. I'm happy for them, right? Yeah. Will sucks. Energy crisis looming. Still in the middle of a pandemic, right? Don't understand why we're not, why we're not eating the rich right now. I don't want to, l- like, prohibit people from enjoying things. Except I do. <laughs> Except I do. Well, Ivy Nile comes in. She's not happy about them all arguing, basically. Uh, get it together, she says. And there's Tate and Paxley, but she's got a face guard. She's got some sort of injury. Um, and she says, look, Ivy Nile did this to me. But we still get along. Um, they head to, their, to the ring for their match. Um, but before we get to see that, Finn Balor is back in NXT. Uh, he goes to see NXT champion Buran Bariku. Um, and he says, look, I've been guys that are twice my size. So whatever you do, do not underestimate NXT UK champion Tyler Beat. First of many cameos on this show. Yeah, I saw him holding up the belt last week, so I kind of know he's the NXT UK champion. Just one mention of these cameos, right? Because they were all much of a muchness. I'm behind you for some kind of loose reason. Like, I was proud to represent the brand. You are now representing. Let's keep it sort of... Let's just win it for the brand that we are both synonymous with and that we've both built and all this crap. How convenient was it, Mr. Wilborn, that the camera operator and the director just happened to think, oh, someone might walk in the shot here. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is capture Bron Breaker or Tyler Beard or... Um, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose or whoever, just in case someone who's never here any other night of the year decides to just spawn into, uh, into shot and has a conversation that's worth recording. People are licking the arse of this show, right? Feel like going, oh, yeah, they're really building the prestige of the brands. The idea was there, I guess. Do them in pre tapes, make it seem like an actual broadcast that I can believe. I'm such a pedantic cock, I know this, <laughs> but it was just impossible to take seriously. 
it also was the 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 hardest one to stomach. I thought, and this isn't to do with any of the people involved, was the whole Butch uh, Gunther thing, because they had to say do it for NXT UK, but more importantly, do it for the future of NXT Europe because NXT UK is dead. Dead. Yeah, it was nice. I I, I popped seeing these people, uh, especially popped at the end of the night, but. Yes, it did feel like a bit of a uh, blatant... Remember when these were Chapman also didn't help that you were like, God, these were some great champions right here. Yeah, just brought into focus how much this show sucks now. Uh, and then we got... In a, a way, that used to be good. We got the uh, we got the ta- the women's tag champs in action next. Katana Chance and Caden Carter taking on, as I mentioned, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. Uh, we see Toxic Attraction watching from their soundstage perch, the, the couch on there. Uh, Mandy Rose is there, Gigi Dolene, JC Jane, they disappear after a while at one point. Uh, early on, Ivy Nile dominates, as she do- often does, takes Carter down, Sunset flips her for an early two count. In comes Katana Champs, uh, and Paxley comes in, she gets rolled up, there's a double down after a double clothesline. Uh, and then all of a sudden, yes, as I mentioned, Dolene and Jane are gone, and they pop up on the entranceway. And Ivy Nile's just like, right, bollocks to this, I'm going to go and fight them instead. It leaves Paxley isolated. She's against the tag champs. What do you think's going to happen? They hit that beautiful finisher of theirs, the, like, tandem flip-off-the-top neckbreaker gimmick thing. Katana Chance covers her. One, two, three. Thoughts on the match first before we talk about the post-match? I've got no thoughts on either, to be honest. I thought the match was they. What a life Chance and Carter have got, by the way. They've wrestled a... And I'm not saying it doesn't require a great level of fitness, agility. You get impressed by them, right? But they work the same match every single time. They must have it down, muscle memory in their sleep. And, you know, they're the champions. I mean, they don't really have to exert more. They don't have to do anything. It's the same match I've been watching for five freaking years. No improvement. No character development. And it was nice, short and sweet, and then back to the bars in Florida, I guess. <laughs> well, I have to agree with you on what came next. Because, uh, 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 because to use a Sidgwick uh, uh, trope, what would have happened if they hadn't have been interrupted? Because from what I got, their promo was, we're the champs, we're chuffed to be the champs, we've been here, buddy. For these Everybody. women's tag titles, which isn't difficult considering how sparse that women's tag division is across the entirety of WWE, you could argue. Um, no one left to fight in NXT, but there's a bloody premium live event at the weekend. And then they were interrupted by a women's tag team who wanted to fight, them, which was very cool. Like, because what... Like, what's the out on that otherwise? We're well, the best, we're the champs, no one else can fight us. What, enjoy... <laughs> enjoy Worlds Collide at the weekend, Goodbye. It was, not only was there that element, which was bad, but my God, fighting champions, right? I've heard the phrase fighting champions, right? We'll take on all comers, whether baby faces, we'll fight with honor and dignity. And that's fine. I haven't heard of partying champions. Yes. That's a new one for me, Adam Wilborn. Uh, we're just going to go and have a dance and some, you know, division sucks. That's a terrible thing to say. The logic gap of, oh, didn't count on uh, two people from Raw turning up. Correction, two losers from Raw. Two losers from Raw. Oh my gosh, it's an absolute crap, man. They interrupted by the team, I'm fairly certain we watched on Raw, argue backstage and seemingly tease a split. Maybe that's going to factor in, probably is, uh, on uh, on the weekend because it was Nikki A.S.H. who interrupts them uh, and they challenge them to a match uh, on Sunday at Worlds Collide and they shake hands. Just please, 
you're going to call him Matt Riddle, if you're going to call him Austin Theory, call a Piper Niven for Christ's sake. Yes, right. But, you know, don't celebrate it. Just go, yep, it's the right thing to do. Move on. You know, she's got her name back, Papa H. You've done it, ag- <laughs> you've done it again, mate. I don't know how you keep doing it. You just do it all the time. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are getting a... Well done, Papa. I love you. A women's tag. Like, uh, it's an intriguing just match. Just making sensible decisions. It's an intriguing match, but it's it just... Yeah, like... I, I mean, I, I'm glad it's on the card. I'm, I'm, I, it's it's going to be quite a fun match. But arguably, it could be one of the best matches on that card. But it's just a bit... Oh... So they've had a second chance after being eliminated in the first round of the women's tag tournament in uh, on the main roster. They get a second chance thing, lose that, and then they just go, if you just go to NXT. Be careful, Will Bourne. Oh. You're questioning the robust booking logic of Papa H. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. Okay. This is great. It's, it's fucking great. Oh, we've got two great wrestling companies operating right now. Should we should be should be doing cartwheels. Yes, whatever happens, because they produce television, they should just be happy to get whatever you're given. Yeah. Uh, I did like what came next, though. I really like Keanu James' character. Business, business, business. She's (laughs) on the phone. That's unacceptable, she says. Did he get it done? Good. I also, I love this. It's it's like in, you know, like crap movies or, you know, TV, made for TV movies. No one hangs up the phone. They just go, get it done. (laughs) <laughs> hello, hello, I'm still here. I can't hang up, actually. I'm driving, so can you... I've, honestly, just as an aside, because it's more interesting than NXT yeah. 2.0, right? I've lived my entire life, right, under the impression that the Yanks are just incredibly rude people. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you see it in uh, movies, it's like, right, okay. Mm. Like, oh, see you later. Bye. You know, if anything, in England, yeah. you have this really awkward, prolonged... Yeah, but, 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 see you later. Bye, bye, bye. And I'm not seeing my people have accidentally called, say, I love you too. Oh, my God. I, I've done that before. It's the worst, isn't it? It's the worst. Love you. Oh, no, I don't. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, pick you up at eight. Goodbye. You know what the problem is? We grew up in the era... We're just too late. Because the, the badass thing was always that, like, you know, the flip phone. Flip phone. Like, I never had one. I never had a flip phone. I had a flippy. I had a big, you know, like massive BT cell net. Hello! <laughs> sort of thing. Then I got the 3310, the golden era of, of mobile phones, if we can all be honest. Snake 2. What? Better than Snake 1? <laughs> That's my day taken care of. And then, and then the iPhone. You can't flip an iPhone. You can't flip an iPhone. But what is, so I was like, ah, American's quite rude. What, what was their phone etiquette? It's absolutely terrible. Then you visit America, and it's like, hi, how you goddamn doing? <laughs> Welcome to the store. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, calm down. Yeah, can you just be a bit more short with me? Yeah. I'm not used to this. Uh, she uh, slags off Zoe Stark. Couldn't, get, couldn't beat Mandy Rose, and then she got herself injured. Uh, and she said, we got a turn for that. Try hard. Uh, and she says, you've got delusions of adequacy, I think was what the term she Stupid. used. I've heard of delusions of grandeur. Yes. You got delusions of adequacy, uh, and you're not going to get another title shot for a long time after uh, after I beat you. And then she had another business call to take care of. Did he take care of it? Good. I'm a bitch now because I'm on a phone and I'm American. <laughs> What's wrong with Americans on the phone and films? Get it done. They also don't say hello, do they? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. That's how I might start answering the phone. <laughs> yes. So you got a call from an unknown number. <laughs> yeah. If you ever ring me, not that we ever would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas, Texas, so much less awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except you can't do that because you only really ring people for bad news these days. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up the phone, not talk, because often the ones that you get are just like, hello there, is that Mr. Gilborn? Um, you know, they do. They haven't got it quite right. Uh, Mr. Gilborn, um, have you uh, been in an accident in the last three years? <laughs> Let me talk to you. Do the entire call as Eli Drake, I should say. Uh, and then they'll hang up on me. And then I don't have to ask them to take my number off the system because they'll do it yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, it is now time for the gizm to have a recognition <laughs> ceremony, which, uh, according to Joe Gacy, will allow more branches to grow. Because if you weren't sure, it's a learning tree. We had a picture of a tree on the drum just to make sure you knew. Uh, he said beforehand, this is when he was walking to the ring to set it up, Grimes may be rich in wealth, but time is, time is money. Sorry, I don't know why that tickled me. Yeah, well, you might be rich in wealth. Rich is what you, the word you're looking for then. Um, time's money. Time to decide your future. Uh, your offer's going to be yours to accept. And then, yes, um, uh, Gacy and the dead uh, walk down to the ring. I also like, I've forgotten to mention this in previous weeks of episodes of NXT. This crowd is so, you know, uncontrollable. Um, that when they do swear, like here, I think they chanted, shut the F up, basically. Yeah, shut the but yeah. they, they, they have to time the silence. So it, no, just, it looks like my feed's just gone. You can't really hear what people are saying. So this is an insensical, as a result, Joe Gacy promo, but that means it's indistinguishable from all the other Joe Gacy yes. promos on this television show. But, uh, you know, just because Cameron Grimes is rich in wealth doesn't mean Joe Gacy has a bit of money. Splashed out on some pins. <laughs> Happy little smiley face pins. That's the reward. Not titles. Not money. You get a smiley face pin. That's it. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's rewarding the dead for their efforts in beating, I think it was in Legado last week. Yeah, because the whole, yeah. stop doing that flippy stuff. Where have you gone? Uh, which just wasn't followed up on. Um, they are moving up the jism tree. Um, and, uh, they're chuffed. Robbie Fowler and uh, what's his name? Mick Jagger cut a, cut a promo saying how proud they are of what they're doing. Joe Gacy wants to talk about Grimes, though. He can't be happy without Jism. And uh, out comes Cameron Grimes. Uh, and he says to Gacy, I don't need you. I don't need anyone for me to, to go to the moon. I thought, here he is. He's back. Cameron Grimes. Hey, um, LTSD. But then Gacy says... Your loneliness is killing you. Uh, you might be one of the toughest stars in NXT, but you wear a mask that hides your in- hides your insecurities. But your Wyatt was like, I'm not coming back now. <laughs> Doing all my stuff. Um, you lost the North American title. You fell victim to Braun. Um, you know, admit you're right. Admit we're right. Admit you're lonely. Uh, but uh, he said, you know, you are right, Joe Gacy. I lost the title. I lost to Braun, but I got. Myself in all those situations. I don't need anybody, and I've learned from that. So before things get any worse, I'm just going to leave. And Gacy goes, yeah, get out of here. Leave. Leave another night without a championship, without a family, without a father. 
and that stops Grimes in his tracks, and he turns back, and he attacks, and he clears the ring of Robbie Fowler and Mick Jagger, and he turns to clobber Joe Gacy, but Joe Gacy's got the drop on him, but instead of laying him out, Joe Gacy hugs him, and Grimes is weirded out and just gets out of Dodge. This is so crap. It's the worst thing. This is terrible. Not only... It's one thing where it's, oh, great. He didn't really uh, sell those um, invitations to join this terrible stable in the end. So that's good. But why did it take him, like, what, eight years? <laughs> to just look a little bit sullen and a little bit creeped out. And a little bit like, oh, should I bother? Maybe maybe he's onto something. Maybe, you know, maybe peace does lie within the jism. For all, all of that time, all of those stupid lo- shots of Gacy going, yeah. All from the go. Ah, I don't care about that. I'm gonna win. I didn't watch when Daniel Bryan was eventually forced to join the Wyatt family. Did it go something similar to this? I blocked it out. <laughs> I completely blocked it out. I'm fairly certain they just kicked the crap out of him until he was forced to join, not yeah. just gone. Please, uh, please. What if I do this with my hands? <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, Roxanne Perez has a video package uh, recapping what's going on with her and Cora Jade. She's pissed off, uh, pissed off with herself, basically, because she was, why was she so violent? Uh, um and that cost her, and basically it's not over between her and Cora Jade. Good. I like watching them fight, so I'm kind of okay with that. I'm not okay with any of this. I hate everything on this show, I've decided. Okay. Right. This was, was it like a gazebo? I think so, She yeah. was like, on. it was like, honestly, it looked like the opening credits to an early 2000s sitcom. Like, uh, California, here we come, right back where I started from. Or like... Um, the OC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when it's like this beautiful small town, yeah. and drone shots and like confused young people who don't know the correct path through life. It was it was looked like the opening credits to like a teen drama. Mm. 
That's what they think young people. It's like in t- the early 2000s. It's a fair assessment. Like, pathetic. Just as you were talking about that, I just remember, like, we were, we were sold a drink. I don't want to wait. Do you, when, you were, when you were watching, like, I don't know, One Tree Hill, The O.C. or Gossip Girl or whatever, you know, they, they, I, I, what I, I mean, I'm I watched, old enough to watch the first season of Dawson's Creek. Yeah, exactly. Um, and people say, oh, yeah, no, my girlfriend got into it. No. No, you no, just watched I it on just your watched, own. I just watched the first season yeah. of Dawson's Creek I, went, I saw Misha Barton and went, what's this she's in? Oh, I'll watch this. Right? But did you watch those shows and go, and I'm not saying that, you know, they have they have gorgeous people in all roles. Excuse me. You know what I mean? It's time for to get his cock out on a podcast. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, I mean, it across it's the Wednesday, board. actually. Uh, uh, the mom, the dad, the rest of the kids at school, the protagonist, the love interest, all of them. You know, model good looks. But not only how good they look, but also that the age that they're portraying. Were you looking at it going, I'm the same age. Am I, should I be looking like that? Like, you know, they've got these 25-year-olds or whatever. And you're like, should I be that jacked? Is everyone that jacked? What? What's wrong with America? <laughs> yeah. You've got these rude 30-year-old teenagers with no phone etiquette. It's so funny now. Now, now it's sort of, you know, you, you've learned that that's what they do now. If you watch any new show, you know, what's the new one where they're all like glittery and taking ecstasy or whatever? That's sort of like it's a Euph- diary. Yeah. Euphoria is it called? <laughs> You're like, sorry, they're meant to. No one looked like that at 16 or whatever. It was preposterous. But anyway, yeah, you're completely right. It was. I'm excited to see them fight again, but the, the yeah, the presentation was. I don't want to wait. Iffy to be better. And this was the bit where we had Tyler Beard FaceTime in his mate. Frenemy. Yeah. I respect you much. That they, kind of thing. They talk about their history, a bit of jives back and forth. He's on FaceTime, as I said. Uh, we saw Fit Finley here, yeah. And uh, he tells Tyler Beat, does Butch, uh, unify the titles for the memory of NXT UK and the future of NXT Europe. I'm not going to bury Pete Dunn Butch for this language, but I am going to bury the language itself. Preposterous. Yeah. It's like saying, Sid, you've got to do that. For the legacy of something that doesn't happen, hasn't happened yet. I know. What? I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, right time for the six-man match or uh. six-person match, I should say. Pretty deadly and Lash Legend versus Boris Johnson. So wanks a lot and for Fallon Henley uh, early on. The uh, what are they? NXT UK Tag Champs Briggs and Jensen dominate. Uh, they even get clear the ring and just chuck. Uh, Henley over the top rope onto the outside onto the big pile um, when we come back from the break the heels take over they manage to isolate Brooks Jensen work him over I think he gets trapped in a sleeper at one point and just sort of collapses towards his corner to tag in Briggs who does his usual house of fire cleaning house running wild gimmick running bulldog famouser from him um, there's a double down from Prince and Briggs because they it always looks so brutal no matter how many times I see it when they both attempt to cross body um, I think Briggs is crawling over to tag out, but before Jensen can get involved, I can't, I, I can't remember which one's which, so I've got my com- got confused in the notes here. One of them <laughs> is uh, is in the corner, but out comes Gallus, of course. Um, I think it's Briggs. He jumps off the apron, jumps onto them to uh, confront them. There's a big pull-apart brawl. No bell again for this. Um, but uh, in the midst of all this, uh, I think Jensen gets hit with a boot by Joe Coffey, and he turns around into a roll-up by uh, Elton Prince for the victory for Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend. 
and there's a big pull-apart brawl post-match. Jesus Christ. Did you see Lash Legend and Fallon Henley the move on the ropes? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing this. But, you know, like, I, it's kind of like a inner conflict here. I love it when the ropes are used as a weapon. Yes. Right? I absolutely love it. Um, so this was a absolutely horrifyingly bad version of something that more wrestlers should do. It's mm-hmm. a weapon. It really, like, it hurts if you use it. Talk about, like, a novice running the ropes for the first time. They never, ever realize how much it actually hurts. It's a weapon. It's great. Except this was like, uh, how can I describe the actual motion for the 98% of the listeners who've not actually watched this show? <laughs> like, so she picks, this is Lash Legend, picks up Fallon Henley, right? Like, uh, as one might a guitar. Right? Yes. So yeah, she that's a good like, way of describing yeah, it. Yeah. And gets a neck and goes, like on the ropes, and it's like, just like, uh, it looked like a play fight. Yeah. It just looked like a play fight. It looked horrible. Yeah, you think of like people getting hung on the top rope, you're getting dropped on it, throat first, yeah. or whatever. And this was just like, oh, am I going to do it? And you, go on then. Bam, 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 bam. It looked terrible. And I've, I've, I've worked out the take on these uh, wank blokes. Right. It's like... Sorry, you're going to have to specify which wank blokes you're talking about. Oh, because, yeah. There's different connotations. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. See the, 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 the ones who actually masturbate. The oh, cowboys. The cowboys. Yeah. Legitimately, because the moves aren't that cool, and, you know, they're all just a bit like... the kind of brawlers with a bit of fizz inside them that can get about a bit. It's like watching the smoke and guns on 1.5 speed. That's a great... That's all it is. Comparison. They know they have to modernize it slightly in terms of the tempo because that's just the... The rhythm at which in which wrestling just happens now. So it's like watching the guns on 1.5 speed. That's a hell of a call. Uh, Shayna Baszler, another former... Uh, just turns up convenient. NXT champions there. She uh, cashed up with Mandy Rose and talks about the fact that Mandy Rose is, you know, got a hell of a run going as NXT Women's Champion. But if she doesn't do it for the brand, if she doesn't do it for the NXT Women's Championship, uh, everything she's done and said over the past year is garbage. Uh, post post this. And then we got J.D. McDonough. He's a creepy fella, don't you know? They hammered that home. I'm starting to like the pain. By having him fiddle with the microphone. Like, I'm not saying he should, you know, be any more creepy to the interview or anything like that, but fiddling with, with a mic block thing doesn't make me think, that guy J.D. McDonough gives me the creeps. I just thought, oh, what, what's going on here? Basically, he's got now to do because he failed completely in winning the world title. So now he's targeting Wesley. Uh, um, um, he's got agony and internal anger that's going to be dealt with or something. Uh, his heart rate doesn't go over 40. He doesn't have feelings. He, he Basically, he'd rather be a creep than emotionally fragile like Wesley. I think that was the... Like, Jordan Devlin versus Wesley... It's a match I'd quite like to see, but this did not sell me on it beyond thinking about the people anymore. No, 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 absolutely not. And it's weird, like, if I'm not mistaken, and again, I could well be, because I was up extremely early. Um, was it Sarah Schreiber? I think so, yes. Like, ran, like, oh, we saw, you know, um, your preparations, or your, your aftermath for the, the match. We, we had, had the ice Hanging upside down yeah. and all the rest of it. Oh, he was a bat, wasn't he? Yeah. So you were upside down last week. What's all that about? And um, 
JD McDonough, I think I recall, said something to the effect of, oh, you saw that, did you? <laughs> like, well, there's a camera pointing in front of your face, mate, so it obviously got filmed. These cameras aren't invisible, lads. You were cutting a promo. Yes. It wasn't even just hung. Oh, you saw that, did you? Oh, that's funny, because you're not 62 years old. <laughs> it's a uh, cock in your hand. One, one, of the, uh, one of the highlights of the show came next. It was, oh boy, Andre Chase, the leader of Chase U, uh, with his dwindling student class, <laughs> week after week, because he keeps telling people to F off and leave. Uh, versus Charlie Dempsey. For those who don't know Charlie Dempsey... He's the son of uh, Lord Regal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously... We and he's not called uh, Charlie Regal, is he? No. Which would make it... Anyway. Like, Papa H is in charge, right? Just say... I know he's on the other channel. But fair play, this is Regal's kid. Yeah. The natural pedigree he's got as a result of being that. Imagine having a Regal and a Steiner and going, don't tell him about that. Uh, it's one thing with Vince because he was insane. Yes. Right. But Papa H, he's meant to be the normal, the normal cool guy. Normal cool guy values like, uh, <laughs> I'm pointing at someone. I'm pointing at we're someone. We're both over. Uh, we're both over and I'm cool and I don't do any of that. I don't know why he's southern. Yeah. They're all southern <laughs> now. But I thought Papa H was the guy who's like, come on, let's not insult the audience's intelligence. They know they're called Matt Riddle. Yeah, yeah. They know they're called Austin Theory. Yeah. Don't do all the DQs, one per show. Um, but yeah, come on, you, these people aren't thick. I'm Papa H. We'll call them Charlie Regal then. Mm. Yeah, he'd been horrible to uh, chase you previously, of course. He, he uh, had his issues with Bodie Hayward, and they reared their head again here. A uh, lot of grappling early on, understandably, with uh, the son of William Regal being involved in there. And he dominated Andre Chase, quite rightly, throughout all that. He's stretching him left, right, and center. Chase fires back, though. Atomic drop into a leg sweep, makes a bit of a comeback. Uh, and he that stomp's always over for me. C-H-A-S. What's that spell? Chase you! Um, but Dempsey counters, of course, because he's pissing about. Puts him in a submission. He sort of puts him in a series of He looked horrible in, in the best way of just like... God, he could just he could just rip your limb from limb. Like he is the embodiment without having to do all the talking about it of what JD McDonough says. He just goes, Oh, did that hurt you a little bit? I'll just target that yeah. a little bit more. He eventually ends up putting him in a cross face. Uh, and he's, he's struggling, he's reaching for the ropes, and there's Bodie Hayward cheering his boss uh, boss, his teacher, I suppose, on mentor on. Uh, I thought maybe he was gonna start pushing the ropes towards him or whatever, but Dempsey's just Dempsey hates Bodie Hayward, and I'm team Bodie Hayward all the way. But Dempsey decides, I really, I really hate you so much so that I'm going to get out of this hold and kick you right in the face. He does that. Uh, he gut wretch suplexes him on the floor um, and gets back in the ring to get grapevined by Andre Chase and pinned. I'm happy that Andre Chase won. I love seeing Andre Chase. But I, even I thought, I got an idea. You've got, you've just built... This guy who's not only a prodigy, but, like, three other people are mentors and, like, veterans who've had six matches. And apparently he is as well. Uh, so he's a prodigy, a mentor, out of the box, great wrestler who can kill you. as beat him in his competitive debut. But I did get to write the line, Andre Chess schools Charlie Dempsey. So it's not all, they're not a complete waste. <laughs> Alba Fire, um, which... You have to remember, she used to be Kaylee Ray on NXT UK as a meeting with Nico Satamora about the NXT UK Women's Championship. And then here comes Gunther uh, to talk to Tyler Beard and give him a pep talk. Uh, again, he talks about the legacy of the NXT UK Championship. Uh, and he says, you need to beat 
beat Brombreaker and unify the titles. He said that European wrestling depended on hits. Absolutely ridiculous, right? Sorry, I should have prepared something. So, Will Bourne, I don't know if this is beyond you. Can you talk some bollocks for about one minute while I load something up? Absolutely, I can. Uh, yeah, I, like, it's, it's, it is surreal with the whole Alba Fire thing because they have to be like, I'm Alba Fire. I walk around with a baseball bat on fire, and the only representation of me has been as Alba Fire. Except if you remember when I was in NXT UK where I had some bangers against Miku Satamora, and I think I was vaguely involved in war games for a bit. So I, I thought that was a little bit weird and convoluted. But it was nice to see Gunther on telly and be reminded of that mint reign he had the NXT UK Championship, even if he only defended it sparsely, yeah. as far as I remember. You know, there's an old adage or an old saying, and I don't know the person credited with this quote, and I'm going to actually butcher it. I'm paraphrasing, but it's it's more dangerous to know a little bit about something than it is to know nothing about yes. something, because if you know a little bit about something, you have this misplaced confidence mm-hmm. to talk about it, and then it just you come off sound like an idiot and all the rest of it, right? So someone on the YouTube comments to this segment writes, the amazing storied history of Maiko Satomura and Alba Fire gives me flashbacks to 2021. <laughs> it, was, it was last year. Amazing storied history. It goes so, back generations. A whole nine months that yeah, takes me yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Do people think that... Uh, I just want people to have fun, man. Can you think back to 2021? Cast your mind back. Boris Johnson was Prime Minister. <laughs> COVID was, was getting solved, but wasn't completely cleared up. But uh, think about that now. Ooh, takes me back. <laughs> Zoe Stark, Kiana James. Zoe Stark beat her, of course she did. Uh, Stark dominated. Nice spring boot, uh, springboard corkscrew dive. Gets her a two count. Um, James uh, Stark was setting up for that GTS, sort of spinning GTS, I suppose, finisher of hers. She grabs the top rope and uh, gets out of it, hits a standing moonsault, but in the end, Stark super kicks her, G- spinning GTS, one, two, three. Post-match, Kiana James goes to a jump Stark anyway, regardless, with a weapon, uh, but Nikita Lyons runs in to make the save. Yeah, they're back quick. A pair of them. Mm. I wonder what could have been that prevented them from crossing international borders. Hey, hey. You know, if you uh, have some like minor ligament damage and you cough, you can come back after a week, mm. even after a tear. Did you know that? That's good to know because the football clubs, the injury list already. Yeah, yeah I know. Whoever's, whoever's on the medic team for WWE, get them down to St James's Park ASAP. So that's uh, maybe that was a minor cough tear. We back quick. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Blair Davenport is getting interviewed, and she's interrupted by Rhea Ripley who uh, makes a cameo appearance. Uh, she says, you better win on Sunday. Um, uh, but it's, it's the same message from everyone here, basically. Uh, you've got the opportunity to do what I did, make history, you know, hold two titles, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> this is my favorite, favorite pep talk, because it wasn't like, hey, hey, do this for the brand or do this for the you know, belt or whatever. She just goes, don't screw it up. Who said this again? Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah. She's the best. Yeah, she's still good. Um, I don't know whether I should... Talk about this next segment. I feel like I should just hand it to you because I feel like this is this is all yours. I feel like it's a microcosm of of everything you uh, well talked about yesterday on social media and subsequently, well, Nathan Fraser. Nathan Fraser is backstage with Maths superhero Axiom, 
and they're reading comic books. Do you want to take it from yeah, here? Yeah, let's take it from here. Right, okay. Um, so just to give you the cliff notes of the segment, if you are remotely interested, uh, they are each reading a comic book to sell merchandise, one of which was... Nerd! <laughs> one of them was about Seth Rollins, uh, who trained um, Nathan Fraser, and the other one's about Nudie, I think. Um, so they're reading comics, and you can't see Axiom's face or mask or whatever. And uh, Nathan Fraser says, oh, reading Seth Rollins here, classic comic. I am a bit biased, of course. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> he says something to the effect of, you know, this world's collide thing, I don't really know what to do because, uh, you know, I've spent time with both. Don't know which one I like the best, to be honest. Um, but, you know, um, and it says something to the effect of, you know, um, you know, I wish I could collide with someone myself, you know, but uh, maybe take it back to NXT UK. And could you do a, do you look like the person who could do a rounds match? And of course, he's had the rounds match and the heritage cap. Didn't he, didn't he say... With uh, a kid who actually missed. Yeah, he said, oh, I wish you had the opportunity to wrestle in NXT UK. Yeah. Anyway, so it sets up a match. Well, it's not a rounds match. It's a two out of three falls, I think, or a three rounds. And it's not very clear, and I couldn't care less. I couldn't fucking care less. Because yeah. um, it's like, uh, so at the end, it's gentleman's agreement. All right, okay, best of three it is, Axiom. Best of three it is. And how do you seal a gentleman's agreement? Not with a handshake, but with an exchange. And uh, Yeah. <laughs> so they go, all right, okay, what have you got there? New day. Oh, fuck, it's great. It's absolutely great. I uh, tweeted, right? Yes. Because these things are, you're allowed to dream now. You're allowed to do things. Yeah. You're allowed to think that, you know, good things can happen in WWE now that Pepe H is in charge. So I said, you know what? Nathan Fraser is the most gifted athlete and talent of his generation. Mm -hmm. The guy is unbelievable. A hell of a get for WWE. Hell of a get. God damn the pandemic and visa situation. But anyway, he always wanted to go to the Fed. Yeah. You know, he loves bloody Seth Rollins. A bit biased, but it's classic. <laughs> um, I think what they should have done is in front of the biggest and most generous crowd possible, right? And the UK fans, I think, still like wrestling. And like most of America who just sit there with their hands on their arse. Yeah. So I think this will be a hot crowd really into the action, mm -hmm. right? Um. They should have said, right, okay, we've got a special match that we're going to announce on social media. Uh, Nathan Fraser versus Rick Ricochet or Mustafa Ali or, like, another great hand who can give him... Chad Gable comes out. Yeah. Oh, I've been bloody dragged to this crap hole. Yeah, oh, my God, Chad Gable. Right. I wouldn't do it in prom because no, I hate it. Yeah, but I would just, I mean. on social media, just say, the most gifted talent of his generation, give him that moniker, if you like, is going to face Chad Gable a Clash at the castle, right? The British invent the shoosh. I'm going to Google that. Yeah. Who invented the shoosh? Anyway, so it's Gable versus um, Fraser, right? And they announced this match on social media because it's a bit late now because SmackDown's in the can and Raw's obviously happened. And they say, <laughs> right, it's happening on social media. Um, at the start of the night, on the show, on the Tron, or maybe in the Oakland position or whatever it's called, Home nation's hero, if McIntyre can be it, so can Fraser, right? Yeah. Has a little interview where he basically says, whatever, for the sole purpose of letting the crowd know, who might not be up with their NXT UK or NXT 2.0, that the guy is, in fact, from around here just about. So instantly, it's like, right, okay, that's a hometown guy. We can mm -hmm. get um, our support behind him, right? So we've got the interview establishing that he's, in fact, just about from Wales. 
<laughs> if McIntyre can't be, he yeah. can be, right? Then build it throughout the night of I'm really looking forward for Ben Carter's debut um, on the main roster here. And the guy's the most gifted talent of his generation. He's phenomenal. He's going to blow your minds. Sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him, right? Um, and the match itself, give Fraser and Gable 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Oh. It'll be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And hometown guy just about working 15 incendiary minutes with one of the best workers in all of wrestling in front of a receptive, loyal hometown crowd just about. You, you get stars born overnight. Yeah. Instead, you take the most gifted British talent of his generation away from the 70,000-plus British show, and you put him in the performance center against Axiom and a mask. Middle English word, huist. I think it's the correct pronunciation. From 1350 to 1400 AD. So he could have had a, a pissed-off... Uh, Chad Gable going on about shush as well. Shush? Yeah, disappointing this. I mean, it's going to be mint. I understand regardless. that you can't have every Brit contracted with the company on the show, right? And I think they've realized with Shoe, uh, Seamus, and Drew, they're probably covered. Yeah. Um, but if you've got a guy that good and you've got an opportunity to get him over, <gasps> overnight star. Inexplicable. Just take it, yeah, it's like you did with Roman, it'll be fine. Uh, Gallus versus Diamond Mine next. Um, Diamond Mine dominated early on. Trio of, of uh, submissions to take us to a break. Gallus powder out to the floor. Uh, Julius, it's great. Powers Joe up for a release slam. Sets up for the ankle lock. But Mark uh, Coffee, that is, trips a Julius up on the apron. Um, Kemp gets the hot tag, cleans house. But in the midst of all this, Roderick Strong walks back down to ringside. He's still got his cell phone on him. He wants to show... He is desperate to show this, I think, security footage. Some video of some sort. But Kemp's having none of it. He walks over, just goes, piss off. Stamps on his phone. Strong does his most dramatic... Oh! <laughs> um, and in the midst of all this, Kemp misses the blind tag by Gallus which means that when he takes out, I can't remember whoever it was in the ring, uh, Joe Coffey just nails him with his lariat. It was a nice spine buster, actually. I remember that he hit, uh, that Kemp hit whoever the uh, other member of Gallus was that was in there. But Coffey's the legal man. He hits him with a lariat. One, two, three. Uh, and it was all about the chaos post-match in the tag team division. Pretty deadly rundown. They attack Diamond Mine. Security geeks, geeks get involved. Uh, the entire locker room empties, basically, and it's carnage. Golden, new generation, attitude, ruthless aggression, PG, network, blind tag. We are now in the blind tag era. <laughs> How yeah. many times are they going to do this finish? There's a lot. Is Triple H sexually, does he get his kicks? We all have our vices. Mine just happens, happens to be blind tags. What's, what's, what's his problem? Why do I have to see this finish on every single WWE TV show? And why do I then have to read sentiment to the effect of Papa H is making everything great again? Jesus Christ. Um, this is a Gallus match. You just saw some brawl. A blur of brawling. Same. And the schmoz at the end was crap. It was just a usual. Oh, my God. It's carnage. Vic, it's fucking chaos here. So this, this is the way that they've crowbarred that now it's... Four teams. This is a four-way elimination, I think, for all the belts. All the belts. belts. All the belts. Uh, Tommy, Crap. 
Tommy Chomper's back oh, in this was hilarious. NXT. Uh, he goes to see Bron, who I think is watching telly. I don't know what's going on. He's really. I, I found this quite amusing because he's like, yeah. And he turns around and obviously Chomper's there. Uh, and he sees, sees old gold and he says, do you mind if I have a little, little you know, reunion sort of thing? Yeah, well, you're the man. <laughs> well, man, i come back around these parts and think I'd see that face around here ever more. You man, miss him, man. Oh, Miss Goldie. Uh, he's done a lot of things in his time in NXT, but nothing mattered more than his time with Goldie. Uh, he says uh, there's a resp- certain responsibility, passion. Um, the NXT brand means the world to him, but it's bronze brand now. Uh, pressure, it's normal to feel that sort of thing. Uh, when the bell rings on Sunday, embrace it. Represent the brand. Represent the NXT title. Add to your legacy. Add to our legacy. More important than anything, win. God, does he want to shag NXT? Is it possible to shag a professional wrestling brand? Because Champa wants to do it. <laughs> it's a bit when he's like, it's just so rubbish, man. Hey, do you mind? I'm just going to have a little look at old Goldie here. Uh, you're not actually Goldie. Uh, you look, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, iridescent. <laughs> because there's all these colors on it now. Because uh, my brand that I was so proud to represent failed dismally. <laughs> and, uh, I do was, declare. I do declare. Uh, powerful band. Powerful failure, actually. <laughs> and uh, so he's looking at Goldie. It's got loads of different colors on now. Because it's not Goldie anymore. No. They've changed the belt design, mate. Get over it. Get over it. And uh, it's just... Like it's the it's just so lame. It's just so unbelievably lame the way Tommaso Ciampa goes on about this goddamn belt, um, and the spiel. I just find it so cringeworthy. Like no flag shaggers, like brand shaggers, <laughs> like brand shaggers. And it, that was always like the thing with NXT. I love the passion of this place. I'm great to be back here. I love the passion here. I love the uh, it's like the. The guitar thing for Shelbyville. Yeah. What do they, what we'll have to say every single time that'll get a pop out of these seals. Uh, what I like about coming back to NXT is the uh, passion. <laughs> yeah! Uh, yeah. So just uh, brand shagging from Champ. I was absolutely lame. So I'm very certain to use another thing that you often talk about. The end of this show was just going to be Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett running down the World's Collide card. Yes. Because they start to do that, nothing else happens. So you're going to get a nice little Quincy Elliott uh, promo. I will give Hayes some credit here. He at least built it up on yes. social media that he was genuinely getting a bit shoot pissed off that he's been left on the card. So he did the work. So yes, they are about to run down the card, but yes, they're interrupted by uh, by Mello and Trick Williams. They're headed to the ring uh, because he's furious about not being on Worlds Collide. Then we get a nice little promo in the interim uh, from Quincy Elliott. Um, he said, I've got a confession. Growing up, everyone thought they knew who I was. Uh, people now think they know who I am, but they don't. I'm flyer than a reindeer in winter, and you don't live my life. He's uh, he's teasing his debut as the Super Diva. He's wearing a Spice Girls t-shirt. We already love this guy. Yeah, this guy rules. Uh, so, yes, we then get a Mello and Trick Williams walking down to the ring. Trick says, cut the music. Every week, Mello here comes out, puts on banger after banger, and yet he's not on Worlds Collide. There is no premium live event without the premium champion. You know, tell tell all these people what you told me in the back, Mello. And Mello gets a mic and says, I don't understand how the A champion is kept off the show. Uh, you know, you think about the unification match that we had months ago, etc. I'm the greatest North American champion of all time. Um, you know, people say it's a secondary title. I'm secondary to nobody. Um, 
Uh, do you know what? Bollocks to you. I'm not taking the title to Worlds Collide. I'm not defending the title. No one, there's no one on my level. Uh, all the level below me. Nice line here. I broke a rebel heart. This ain't a dream and you can't swerve me. Putting himself over all the former North American champions. The infamous ones, I should say there. And he's interrupted by Ricochet, who uh, gets a, a nice pappy, um, comes down and says, shut up for the sake of everyone. He says, I'm here on official business. And he says, you know what? I think SmackDown needs to be a part of Worlds Collide. Look, I respect you, Carmelo Hayes. I think you're very talented. Um, I've watched all your stuff. I've watched all your title defenses. But I can't actually remember any of them because they all sucked. Um, but face me and I'll give you one to remember. And Hayes is furious about being interrupted and, well, wants to fight Ricochet. He accepts. Um, they try and use the numbers advantage to attack Ricochet, but he kicks Williams, Trick Williams down, uh, and Hayes goes to springboard onto him, but he springboards right into a recoil, and the show closes with Ricochet standing tall and posing with the bill to close the show. Um, that should be good. This didn't do much to build my personal interest in it. It's usual stuff in it. Oh, you're a bit crap, you. Well, actually, you suck more. So, let's see who sucks the least. Mm. At Worlds Colloid. Yes, indeed. It's another one of those things, and we often talk about this, particularly with NXT. But people were happy about this, and it's something I didn't expect, and the match should be good. Maybe I should stop being such a dickhead about it, but... Yeah, I was it's Ricochet I, in a microphone. He's absolutely great. I was it? yeah, I was happy with the close of this show, and I was happy with the setup. Like like you say, I think it could have been executed better. But it's it's another one of those things, a bit like Axiom versus Nathan Fraser or whatever on paper. Nathan Fraser on paper, a, a great like you've got quite a few really good looking matches at, at Worlds Collide. I don't necessarily agree with the setup of all of them, but no, scripting's terrible. I thought this is. was a good way, considering you've set everything up. A couple of weeks ago, in terms of the big title matches, break of by Tyler Bate, like there's nothing else you need to do with them, basically. Yeah, as a last minute addition or last few days addition, Ricochet being hoid onto that show to have a banger with with uh, Carmelo Hayes, I'm into. Yeah, I'm into it. Should be good. Um, and we'll, uh, well, I don't know when, what we're going to do <laughs> regarding this show, but we'll, I'm going to not watch it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. We'll 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 discuss it. I'll tell you what we'll do. Well, Cliff notes the review of it because this weekend's rather busy for wrestling shows on the preview for NXT 2.0 next week. It's probably the easiest way to go about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts on NXT 2.0 on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcast, me and Sid will be back later on today to preview AW Dynamite and talk about the end of Roman's reign. Going to get the table later on today as well. But for now, this is the NXT 2.0 review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.